The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. It's now time for Radio Drama, where we perform on the stage of your mind. The curtains are your eyelashes, your hat our fly space. Different parts of your brain are the costume, set designer, and makeup artist. And your eyes are in your ear. Audio plays have been broadcast since radio began. Minus, 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 one. Join us as we continue the tradition on the Texas Radio Theater. Blip Proton Space Ranger! Whisper. It means murder, Watson. Onward to adventure! Away! It's not only the theater, but it's the theater of the mind. The mind. And that's what I'm writing Jump for. Jump frog. Ready for impact in three, two, one. <sighs> Tying on the rope now. It's the realm of your imagination where anything can happen and usually does. Welcome to this week's podcast of the Texas Radio Theater. This week, we're going way back in time to an Edgar Allan Poe short story, Conversation with a Mummy, and uh, that's coming up right after this. I'm Jack Ward. And I'm Shannon Hilchey. Please join us in the Sonic Society as we delve into the very best new audio cinema the world has to offer. Each week, we showcase a new audio drama that you may not have heard of, made by a growing group of new radio play enthusiasts. We also offer interviews tips on audio works, and a continuing serial. So if you love full cast stories, and who doesn't, please join us each week at the Sonic Society. You can find us at sonicsociety.org or at any of the major directories like the Podcast Pickle or iTunes. Join us, won't you? And when you come, bring a friend. Next up, the Texas Radio Theater Company brings you an odd Edgar Allan Poe story called Some Words with a Mummy, Literarily Speaking. It was Poe who first thought of the idea of bringing an Egyptian mummy back to life. He didn't really do this for horror, like Conan Doyle and others did later. In this case, it was more playful. Poe was, among other things, a satirist. So we used some of his stories to poke fun at society. I hope you'll enjoy our adaptation of this story. Welcome to this performance of the Texas Radio Theater Company. Each month we perform new and classic audio plays in much the same way they were broadcast during the golden age of radio, but with some concessions to modern technology. This production is brought to you in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art, challenging visitors to think creatively. Tonight we present an original adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's Some Words with a Mummy, adapted by Richard Froelich. Expecting you. Thank you. Oh, oh, Frank! You've made it after all. 
I came as soon as I got your note. It looks like I'm just in time. Yeah, yes, watch your step now. Of course. Where did all this broken pottery come from? Oh, some form of seal. Uh, this is the fifth one. From what I can gather, he was a nobleman named Alamistakio. Alamistakio? Oh, help me lift this lid. Hmm, that odor, it's its strangely pleasant, like mm. a moonflower or something. Yes, very subtle. <gasps> what do you make of that charm around his neck? Oh, a crystal pyramid. Hmm. I've never seen one. Uh, perhaps it's significant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Frank, he's intact. <laughs> Completely? Look around. There are no containers for organs, just a single broken vial. Shall we unwrap him? Oh, of course. <laughs> Let's start with his head. <gasps> Doctor, <gasps> what in the... Look at his face. Magnificent. No discoloration. <laughs> like a wax figure. Oh, a scalpel's on the side table. Get a skin sample so that I can look at it under the microscope. <laughs> From where, Doctor? His nose? Sure. I think his eyelids moved. Oh, nonsense. Oh, do you have the sample? Um, uh, yes. Uh, here's a slide. Hmm. Anything? I think so. <gasps> My word, you should see this. Um, doctor? Look. Look look at the mummy. The mummy? See the tip of his nose. Where he took the sample? Uh, why, there's a, a red fluid. Blood? No, it can't be. What should we do, Frank? You're the doctor. Why don't you fetch your medical kit? Oh, of course, of course. Listening. Well, Doctor? Nothing. Then what's coming from the cut on his nose? Embalming fluid? Oh, remarkable. He must be saturated with it. Could his muscles be stimulated by electricity? <laughs> Make him jump like a dissected frog's leg. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Come see the amazing jumping mummy. Only a nickel. Uh, wait, Frank. Why not? I was joking. Electricity! <laughs> Excellent! It's worth a try. I've got a battery under the examination table and, and copper wires and clamps in this box. Find a pair. I'll connect the first clamp to his finger. Uh, oh, good, Frank. Now, now make sure the current crosses over his heart. I could clamp it to the incision. On his nose? <laughs> oh, why not? All right. <laughs> Frank, hook up these wire ends to the switch. Ready. Now, throw the switch. There. Anything? Just some bubbling from the cut on his nose. Hmm. Is his finger twitching? No. Is anything twitching? Huh. No. Oh, all right. Switch off and remove the clamps. Uh, waste of time. Oh, I'm not sure. I've never encountered a hydrated mummy before. Uh, perhaps we should try other tests. No, no. It, it was foolish to think flesh could live 5,000 years. Uh, what? It wasn't me. It oh. sounded like ancient Egyptian. The word for... For foolish. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who dares to cut my nose? Clamp my finger and sting my heart. It was his idea. No, it was his. Then you shall both feel my wrath. Now unwrap me so that I can destroy you and feed your hearts to the jackals. He's moving. Grab something, a weapon. Why? 
He's already dead. Oh, don't, don't hurt us. Don't hurt. <laughs> I, I shall do far more than hurt. <laughs> Look out. Uh, His feet are still bound. And he's going to... First I will. Uh, my feet. They don't. Oh. oh, my nose. He's fallen flat on his face. I say we seal him back up in the sarcophagus. Uh, yes, uh, do that, cowards. Entomb me again and run away like frightened sheep. Oh, he's right. We shouldn't run. He's a 5,000-year-old mummy. Alive! <laughs> Think of all the things we can learn. 5,000 years? Are you sure? Quite sure. Then you must have questions. Many, many questions. Lift me back up. You promise you won't kill us? No. No, you must promise. On your word. On the word of Anamastachio. Now that is encouraging. After all these years, the world has not forgotten the name of Alamastachio. <laughs> Actually, it's written on your sarcophagus. Several times. In gold leaf. <sighs> yes. Well, lift me up. I won't kill you. Promise? You have my word as a count in the court of Glustakagen. All right. We'll stand you back up. One, two, three. Uh, 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 there. So, you know my name. Tell me who you are and where I am. Uh, I'm Frank Poolish. And I'm Dr. Panona. You're in Boston, a most interesting city. In the United States of America, the most remarkable country in the world. Oh, I see. What calendar year is it? Uh, 1889. Surely I didn't go back in time. It was the year 3291 when I went to sleep. You were just sleeping? For 5,000 years? Yes, I suppose I was. How did you revive me? Oh, electricity. Similar to lightning, but uh, much less powerful. Uh, if that's the case, uh, we need to locate the elixir. Elixir? A liquid in a blue vial. Um, there are the remnants of such a vial, but where your feet were... It's broken? Yes. <laughs> then... Then we must make more. Immediately. Well, how? The exact instructions are contained on five clay tablets that were placed on the side of the sarcophagus. Oh, dear. I thought they were seals. I I broke them. You what? Oh, I'm sorry. So, you didn't bother to read them, did you? <clears throat> what does this elixir do? It restores my physical body. We must find a way to produce the elixir. Otherwise, I return to the way I was. Or worse. Oh, I'm sure we can come to some solution, eventually. That's easy for you to say. You're not the one who will petrify. First, we should make you more comfortable. Then we should consult our many books on your time. Perhaps we'll find an answer in those. Oh, of course. Uh, by the way, did you see a crystal? Uh, a crystal pyramid? Yes. Oh, I have it here. <sighs> At least we have that. Well, now I'll get some things you can wear and, uh, and perhaps some wine and cigars. <laughs> Back in a moment. Uh, allow me to command the cut on your nose. Mm. And just hold still. It may sting for a moment. Uh, I can see that you and Frank found my books on Egypt. He says they're filled with countless errors. Uh -huh. There's no way I can find the information I need in these, in these collections of fairy tales. I must ask, why on earth were you entombed alive? It was never the intention to sleep for so long, but the practice was common enough in my day for people of intellect and or wealth to sleep for... Oh, I see. 
Perhaps you're just servants and know not of such things. I assure you, we are most learned and, and most distinguished members of our community. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I can see that now. So far, the progress 5,000 years has brought to mankind does not impress me. My dear Count, this is the best time in the world in the best country on Earth. I don't doubt your claim. It just puzzles me how you all seem to have so many things backwards. I suppose it's time we use the crystal. The pyramid? Oh, I meant to ask you about that. Is it a religious symbol? No. No. Oh. We shall use it to get back. Uh, back to where? Back to my time. We'll travel back in time? Not physically. You see, when two or more people touch the crystal, each can see things. Some kind of mesmerizing? Oh, no, not that. Oh, then it's like a trance. No. Well, how about... Uh, uh, look, let me explain, please. Uh, this crystal sharpens lost or dulled memories. With the help of another person, one can even travel through that person's mind, as if it were a series of rooms in this house. Each of you must touch a side of the pyramid, and you will experience things as I have. In a word, you'll be sharing my thoughts. I don't like it. It sounds like the dark arts. There's nothing supernatural about it. It involves vibrations and energies. Oh, again, time will not permit further explanation. Unbelievable. Just touch the crystal, and you'll see. All right. I'm ready. On the count of three. Oh, dear. One, two, three. This is the chamber I was to be entombed in. You can now see it as I remembered it. Count, how did the embalming process sustain you but, but kill all the other mummies we've unearthed? It wasn't the embalming process that killed them. Chances are they were already dead. Oh, wait a minute. I don't recognize that. Gentlemen, I'm more concerned with the elixir. Look for my sarcophagus. Uh, isn't that it in, in the back of the room? Yes, uh, of course. But there are only four clay pieces. Oh, we're missing one. Well, we'll copy these characters down. I'll try to think of another place I've seen them. Uh, clearer memory. I'll just do a rubbing. Oh, excellent idea. No, you need to draw it, Frank. It may seem real enough now, but you and your paper are still in the parlor. You'll succeed only in blackening your page. All right. Give me a moment. So, how did the embalming work? Upon ingestion, it would slow a body's processes down to put one in a state of suspended animation. And that would work on any person? Any intact person. Unfortunately, embalmers were a vengeful lot. And if they weren't paid enough... A client might find his bowels and brains removed. Oh, it would be inconvenient to live without them. <laughs> you could say that. I'm finished with my sketches. Oh, good. I think we may find the last piece at my home. Here we go. <laughs> oh, not again! <laughs> oh, fascinating. I never thought an Egyptian home would be so... so... so modern. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, Count. Hmm? I noticed that your home is splendidly decorated with scarabus and, and other Egyptian gods. I am surprised at you. There is but only one god, one creator. Well, what about gods like Isis and Ra? <laughs> Those are the names and symbols of prominent families of Egypt. Oh, not gods. <laughs> oh, dear. Speaking of symbols, is there any sign of a clay tablet? It would be hung on the wall near the fire. Not that I can see. Your crystal is amazing. I feel like I'm in an ancient Egyptian home, and yet I can reach into my own pocket and... 
My word, I've got cigars. You took them back with us? Gentlemen, I told you. Our bodies are still in the parlor. Anyone else want a cigar? Oh, thank you, doctor. Curious, what is that cigar? Rolled tobacco. A plant unique to the new world. We smoke it. (laughs) Oh, allow me. Oh, thank you. Uh, want to try some, Count? <coughs> I recognize that odor. Pardon? Uh, the smell is that of a plant we removed from our, our land in my own time. You had tobacco? Mm, yes, but you'll soon find it to be more trouble than it's worth. It's, in a word, harmful. Harmful? <laughs> harmful? What? What harm? <coughs> Look, smoking tobacco is perfectly safe. As a doctor, I can say with certainty it calms the nerves. It improves breathing and strengthens your constitution. Indeed. Yeah, my dear Count, you certainly must be mistaken. It was discovered in the New World. New World? What New World? We are in the New World, thousands of miles west of your homeland. You mean the lands across the Great Sea? Ha! I've been there. Come! Goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh! Great Scott! It's the pyramids of Central America! <laughs> they did their best to emulate our culture. Uh, we were very flattered. This is what we call America. Your people were here? Yes. For a time, we set up a small colony on a tropical peninsula. Unfortunately, there were disagreements with the natives, and we left their shores. You mean to say you Egyptians discovered America first? How? Allow me to show you. Oh, no! We're on a ship. Yes, this was my ship. You're running full sail, and and you have oarsmen. Ah, yes. The speed is exhilarating, isn't it? We could outrun any ship. Any ship, anywhere. Are the oarsmen, are, are they all your slaves? Slaves? What a horrible thing to say. Absolutely not. They're all very well paid. Fascinating. All these great mysteries revealed, and practical immortality as well. Count, I know there's an immediate purpose to our journey, but I must thank you for such an amazing experience. You seem impressed. Oh, yes, very much so. Sadly, I don't share your wonder. So many things that are commonplace to myself have struck you two dumb with wonder. Well, it's not everyone who can have a first-person view of the ancient world. Pity I can't really go back. Are you saying the people of ancient Egypt, your people, were more advanced than us? I have seen nothing to prove otherwise. Impossible. Show me something superior, then. All right. Uh, well, uh, how, how do I... I... Just remember an event, or a place, or thing, and we should be able to join you there. All right. I'm thinking of... Oh, where to now? Oh, my. It's our nation's capital building. Oh, good choice, Doctor. Is this it? Uh, yes, Count. Uh, surrounding us are four and twenty columns, five feet in diameter, ten feet apart. <laughs> Isn't that magnificent? And this is the best. This is your civilization's crowning achievement? Well, it's more than that. It's what it stands for. Freedom. 
liberty, self-government. I see. <laughs> I suppose the concept is a bit foreign to you, so I'll be glad. I know what you mean. Yeah. You do? But we are a free people in this world, and the way we govern ourselves is a model for all nations and is unique. It's fresh. It's new. It's, it's not so new. Oh. Not so unique. What? Impossible. I'm surprised you hadn't heard the story of 13 Egyptian provinces that determined all at once to be free. No. They wanted to set an example to the rest of mankind. They assembled their wise men and concocted the most ingenious constitution it is possible to conceive. For a while, they managed remarkably well. Only their habit of bragging was prodigious. The thing ended, however, in the consolidation of the 13 states with some 15 or 20 others in the most odious and insupportable despotism that was ever heard of upon the face of the earth. Oh, my. Hmm. Now, if you want to see architecture, allow me to show you this. Oh, oh, goodness! Sakes. We are now at a moderate palace in the city of Aznak. What do you think? My goodness, there, there must be over 100 columns. 144. They're, they're nearly 30 feet around, bigger than a whale. And they're 25 feet apart. How long is this palace? Just a few miles long, I believe. Oh, a few miles? <laughs> oh, of course, I should have come here first. What do you mean? Uh, this way. In here. Look at all the sarcophagi. Is this a mortuary? Uh, no, uh, this is where all entombments are planned and coordinated. We'll find examples of all five tablets, as well as the proper manner to make the embalming solution. Here. I, I think this is the one I need. Next, we've got to translate it and combine the ingredients. Translate? You'll see that it's a far older writing style. I need to look it over carefully once we return. Uh, how do we do that? Do what? Return. Are you ready, Frank? In a moment. All right. Got it. To return, you just take your hand away from the crystal. Oh, no! My, that was exhilarating. Say, I'm having trouble breathing, as if I'd really walked around those locations. How can that be? All I can tell you is, you are the writer of your own dreams. Um, here are the sketches. I managed to copy the proper embalming solution, too, but how much time would you like to translate it? Maybe another thousand years or so. Pardon? I wouldn't be happy. Your time, your 1889, it's, well... Pardon my honesty, but if, as you say, 5,000 years had passed, I'm very disappointed. I would have thought man would be flying in the air or walking on the moon or traveling great physical distances in a wink of an eye. From what I can tell, you're not much better off than we were. Well, not now, but, but advancements are being made every day. We've got steam engines, telegraphs, yeah, photography. No, I've made up my mind. All I ask is that you wrap me as you found me. If you make the elixir, <clears throat> be sure to put it in a blue vial at my feet and leave special instructions as to what must be done. Is there any way to convince you to stay? No. 
I've made up my mind. Well, at least stay long enough to correct all the misconceptions. Put history back on track. Let us know where we went wrong. It would take too long. Much too long. Put me back the way I was. Put me back. Put me. Mm, my head. Huh. Well, you look at that. <laughs> That's not funny. He fell right over. Help me prop him up. Uh, uh, there. Well, he sure told us, didn't he? Oh, we could have learned so much from him. Oh, why don't we make the elixir and give it to him anyway? No, no, doctor. I don't think he wants that. And I know why. You do? I'm glad someone does. What should we do next? We translate this. The elixir? And the embalming solution. And then? Then we wrap him up like he was. And we wrap up another mummy. Oh, we only have one mummy? Not necessarily. I think I share our friend's view on our time. Maybe we're no better off than the people in ancient Egypt. Well, of course we're better off. But what have we really done? Have we flown in the air? Balloons fly. That's just floating. Huh. I mean to fly like a bird. Listen, Doctor, mankind's bound to do some amazing things. Of course. Many wonderful things. Maybe even cure the common cold. But when? At the current rate, I certainly won't live to see it naturally. But let's translate these tablets. And? And? You embalm me. Good heavens, you're serious. Yes. And with any luck, maybe I'll find out firsthand who will be president in 2045. You're listening to the Texas Radio Theater, and that was Some Words with a Mummy by Edgar Allan Poe. It was recorded in November 2003 in Arlington, Texas. It was produced by the Texas Radio Theater Company and written and directed by Richard Froelich. It featured the voice talents of Louis Alford, Mitch Carr, Doug Luke, and David Moore. Live sound effects were created by Jennifer Parson, Donna Safran, and Ken Rainey. Texas Radio Theater Productions are listener-supported, and uh, if you're listening... That means you. And you can find our uh, PayPal buttons conveniently located on our multiple websites, primarily TexasRadioTheater.com, as well as our blog spot site and our, um, our uh, different links to the podcast. The Texas Radio Theater Company performs new plays in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so be sure to check our website for more information. I hope you enjoyed these audio plays from our group. I'm Richard Froelich, and on behalf of our cast and crew, thanks for tuning in. Watch more radio. Check TexasRadioTheater.com for the latest information.